on this episode of Why Watch That. You and- say this every time. You love that Charlie, woman. That final season especially, when she came out, you'll see it. She came out, she had a big win. And the person who mentors her in quotes, <laughs> snatched oh, that thing from her mind. <laughs> you know what? I can't. He was in the asylum. Bob Hope and the ladies, let's just say if he were alive today, he'd be canceled. Uh-oh. And then canceled and canceled again. Then they'd cancel the cancellation to cancel him again. Oh, boy. You can't just pick a topic and, and say, oh, now we all bow down and go important topic. Important topic, bad art. So let's get that straight. <laughs> this is stuff where it, my heart leaps with joy when I see it. You love, what did you, what were we talking about? You love, you love the nasty. Deborah Winger has a limp. Uh, this is the kind of thing that we're dealing with. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. While nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek? Well, listeners, here we have it. We've got a bunch of... We're sneaky. We're sneaky. Mm. A lot of sneak peeking around here. Mm. And we are treating you to these sneak peeks because we love you. <laughs> but we do have to tell you, in a number of these, you have to. it's a sneak peek, but you have to run out if you're going to watch it. <laughs> if you, you're going to have to listen to this and watch it. Um, because it's a, it's a sneak peek on the day of release for some of these. <laughs> so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, misbehavior with an V-I-O-U-R. Uh-oh, what's that about? <laughs> Misbe- misbehavior, new movie out 25th this Friday, today. And we've got a cast of dreams. But before we get to the cast... It's directed by Philip Alothorpe. I love the Thorpes in England. (laughs) Philip Alothorpe. And it's um, written by Rebecca Frain and Gabby Chappie. Starring Kira Knightley. Can't get any more British than that. Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Very British. Jessie Buckley. Uh, Is she from Scotland? Wales? I'm not sure. Irish. Greg, she's Irish. Oh, she's Irish. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. 
Um, Greg Kinnear, not any of those things. <laughs> and and a ton of people. You, I, I'm not going to go through all this, but you're going to see people from um, uh, Downton Abbey. You're going to see something. Some people from uh, what's your show that you love uh, with uh, Julia Roberts and Notting Hill. You know, a ton of mm. people are popping in and out of here. Some favorites, some Brit favorites of ours. You got a chance to get a sneak peek of it. Yes. So this is actually based on uh, true events. So what's happening here is this is leading up to the 1970 Miss World competition, which was in London. And we really see two sides of the story. Uh, on one side is the, the burgeoning women's lib movement. They ain't taking none of this stuff no more. All right, all right. Now, keep in mind, we did have a show that just ended on Hulu, Mrs. America. That's right. Right. So, during this fight for equal rights for women, uh, Kira Knightley uh, plays Sally Alexander, a real person, uh, and she uh, wants to fight from within by receiving a university education after she married and had a daughter and then divorced. Oh, in 1970. Yeah, it's a combo. So that's what she wants to do. Will she be accepted into this university and so on and so forth? Also, her mother is taking care of her daughter while she's away. All of that stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. Now, her mother, by the way, is played by Phyllis Logan, who is from mm. Down Abbey. Down Abbey. Hughes. Yes, mm-hmm. Mrs. Hughes. Yes. Also, um, Sally does have a boyfriend who helps out with the kid. Very interesting. So she meets up, and you'll see how. She meets up with, you know, some people who don't want to fight from within. They want to fight from without, okay? They want direct action all the way. And one of these people is in the personage of Jesse Buckley's character, Joe Robinson. Oh. So this is about, you know spray paint, painting messages, just really getting in people's face. Yeah, yeah. And you know what this group wants to do at the 1970 Miss World competition. You know. Oh, yeah. Now the question is, where is Sally, Kira Knightley's character, going to fall? Is she going to prevent them from doing what they want so that, you know, we can do this work from within thing? Or will her heart be changed and her mind? Now on the other side of this is the competition itself for Miss World. And the host of this is Bob Hope, played by Greg Kinnear. (laughs) Now, Bob Hope's wife, Dolores, is played by Leslie Manville. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, if you don't know Leslie's work, just go look at Harlots. I'm serious on Hulu. You say this every time. You love that woman. That final season especially, when she came out, you'll see it. She came out, she had a big win. And the person who mentors her in quotes, (laughs) snatched that thing from her mind. (laughs) You know what? I can't. He was in the asylum. Anyway. So Leslie Madville, you know I love her. Yes, you do. Uh, the Phantom Thread with uh, a Crazy Man. She was nominated for Oscar for that. So anyway, <laughs> so she plays Dolores Hope. Now, Bob Hope and the ladies, let's just say if he were alive today, he'd be canceled. Uh-oh. And then canceled and canceled again. Then they'd cancel the cancellation to cancel him again. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, what does his wife think? 
because he's not supposed to be hosting this again. He did it before. Now, also, so we see this misogyny and all that going on. Again, it's 1970. But what about the women who've entered into this competition? For some of them, it might be more than just skin deep. And one of these characters is played by Gugu Mbatha-Ra. She is Miss Grenada. Uh, her name is Jennifer Hassan. Real people here, real people. So this is the first time that there has been a Miss Grenada in the Miss World competition. First time. Mm. Also, this is the first time that South Africa has had a black representative. They also have a white one, by the way. No oh, boy. So the white one's called Miss South Africa. The black one's called Miss Africa South. Yeah, let okay. <laughs> Just let that bang around in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some stakes here for some of these women who are in this competition. They're not just there to wave and put on a bathing suit. So the whole question is, whose side are you going to be on? And where's the misbehavior coming from? Is it from within? Is it from without? Is it from both places? What's going on with women? Can they assert themselves? What are the trade-offs for that? And so on and so forth. So that's enough for me to tell you about the plot. Now for the review. Okay. I love the cast. Great cast. They make this watchable, my friends. But the script is shallow and unimaginative. Mm -mm. I was thinking, okay, this is like if we had a jackhammer that could write. That's what this is like. Oh, boy. Just on the nose writing. There's this whole thing with Miss Sweden as well. And, you know, she's upset about the Miss World competition. Why? You'll find out why. It's this whole thing. So it's an interesting topic, of course, to revisit now. The dehumanization of women with these pageants. But then, you know, for some of them, this is their way into better uh, better circumstances. Like, the whole thing is interesting. But this, if you were on TV, you'd go, okay, it's like slightly above average. It's slightly above average TV movie. It's got high production values. But I said we had Mrs. America, right? Yeah. A real TV show with similar themes, but it's better because it has characters. Characters. It does a much better job of exploring the complex perspectives. So why do we have this, right? Now, I mean, if you are going to educate us in art, you got to start with the art. I'm tired of this. You can't just pick a topic and and say, oh, now we all bow down and go important topic. Important topic, bad art. So let's get that straight. (laughs) (laughs) This cast, (laughs) the real women, they all deserved better than this. It was nice to see the real women at the end of the movie. I did appreciate that. I did appreciate the cast. But guess what, everybody? You can pour a lot of syrup on something, but it don't make it pancakes. Well, there you go with that. That was on the nose itself. So (laughs) you will have no questions. Let's move on to the artist's wife, who that also opens in select theaters and on demand, as we uh, talked about with misbehavior, or if I didn't, it does. Mm -hmm. This is directed by Tom Dolby. Also written by him, Nicole uh, Brending, and... um, Abdi Nazamian. It is starring a favorite, Bruce Dern. Don't we love Bruce Dern? Yes. Uh, Lena Olin, who she's been, where has she been? I I know. Click on her and go, what's going on here? Because remember, she was, um, she was an uh, alienist, or no, um, not alienist, uh, alias. Alias. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I loved her in that. Chocolat. She was a chocolat. That's right. Yes. Okay. So before I get into that, <laughs> Juliet Rylas um, is in it along with. Um, I thought I saw someone that I recognized here. There's some other people. You'll, well, you'll Tanya see. Pinkins. Yeah, there she is. Yes, Tanya Pinkins in her I am picture. You can see that. <laughs> you better get them, Tanya. You better. Oh, Tanya's on. not out. She's taking names. She's taking names. Now, this is an indie film. And, you know, the question, and this came out in 2019, actually. I mean, it was made in 20, it was supposed to be released and it was a thing. It was in the awards circuit and blah, blah, blah. So, now I hear there's some, this ain't for the week. Wow. <laughs> this is what I heard. That's what I heard. I, I would tell you. It's not for the week. <laughs> Look, so Bruce Dern is the artist. And Lena the Olin, artist. <laughs> yeah, the artist. And Lena Olin is his wife. Oh, Lord. Here we go. And of course, this is the end. This We're coming to the end of his life. He's this, he's losing his memory. Oh, okay. I won't tell you exactly what that is. You'll see it. But this man is about the art. <laughs> You've got to lose something when you create art. Oh, boy. Now, he does teach at a college. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> mm. So uh, Bruce Stern's character's name is Richard. Lena Olin's character's name is Claire. C- Claire has been there with him for years and years and years supporting his career. But what about her own career? Right. You'll find out what that was. And is there a possibility that she'll be able to get it back is the question. But she's devoted to this man and he's devoted to her in his own way. So we see that he's still working. He's still painting all of that. But again, he's losing his memory. So can he do certain things still like he used to? And will he be able to tie up loose ends before he really loses his memory completely? That's the question. Mm. Also, when it comes to Claire, will she be able to continue to support this man who's done wrong, but who she sees is deteriorating? Is the love between them strong enough to make up for all of her sacrifices? Also, there is somebody else lurking out there. We see early on that Claire makes a call to her, played by Juliet Rylance, Angela. She wants Angela to come and help. Angela's like, "Um, why are you even calling me? Oh, who is this person to them? I won't tell you. You'll find out. So that's what this is about. It's really about how can you reconcile past damage? How can you reconcile just knowing who someone is? I mean, these people can't change who they are and you decided to love them. So what's that like? And then what is it again like to have sacrificed yourself to see what you could have been and to want it now? The question is, can you achieve it? This sounds like very familiar to that Glenn Close. There you go. Oh my gosh. It's like you could have actually literally been talking about that show. Sounds like the wife. Yes. So this is the artist's wife. We had the wife <laughs> starring Glenn Close and Jonathan Price. I mean, look, Lena yeah. Olin, Bruce Stern, Glenn Close, Jonathan yeah. Price. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will say, Rap, that the twists are a little different. Okay. Okay. They are a little different. Um, but those questions I was asking, that's really what's driving it here. Now, as the review, Tanya Pinkett's, by the way, plays, um, she has an art gallery. She promotes artists. She's that kind of person. So she's known 
Claire and Richard over many years, and she appreciates both of them. And it's just fun, especially to see her interact with them and with Lena Olin. Um, so when you see Tanya Pinkins, it's really the three of them give wonderful performances. Oh, nice, nice. Bruce Stern, Lena Olin, Tanya Pinkins, wonderful to watch. And most of it, especially before you get to the end, is effortless, unforced. Okay? It's imperfect, I have to say that. Uh, some of the moments, in contrast, were a bit clunky. Uh, when you have the fluidity of the other moments, uh, the editing and the music aren't always right. So that was an issue. Uh, but I will have to say this. There are two scenes when Bruce Stern is teaching. And he reminded me of someone I hold near and dear to my heart. Susan Batson. <laughs> I already know where you're going. I already know where you're going. Girl oh. six. At the well, beginning of Girl Six. We yes, but Susan, the Susan Batson, Nicole Kidman's acting coach. So yes. we have to say that, and many other oh, many. Oscar award winning, and actors. a Spike Lee favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, she was uh, she was uh, uh, Damon Wayans' mother in uh, <laughs> in Bamboozled. Bamboozled. Peerless. <laughs> I thought you said there would be no buffoonery. Now look, in Girl 6, she plays an acting coach for the Teresa Randall. And that scene, if you haven't seen Girl 6, you don't need to watch it. You just need to watch. It's early on in the movie. Watch the scene when you see her being coached by Susan Batson. You've got to do it for your lives. <laughs> see it. When, when for your lives. Teresa Randall is going, look, they asked me to take my clothes off in this audition. Just watch her reaction. It's not what you expect. <laughs> and then when she tells her to respect her art, respect your If you would pay me, you would show that you have respect for your art form. <laughs> <laughs> we get those moments from Bruce Stern here. I mean, this is stuff where it, my heart leaps with joy when I see it. You love, what did you, what were we talking about? You love, you love the nasty. It was, it was really memorable. But those are just two moments. Outside of that, you can see how this relationship. They seem like they're really married. This whole secret thing that's happening. We see what's going on there as well. And, but I do have to say at the end, uh, you will see it coming. Um, there's a part there at the end I, I just found unnecessary. They could have trusted the two central characters more. I mean, trust the artist, trust the artist's wife. But I did feel like I was in good hands until the end. And that certainly was reassuring. Well, that's coming out in theaters. Select, you're going to have to look hard because uh, I don't know. In, who's got the, I'm in LA, so I, no, nothing's open out here unless you want to go outside. But so, yeah. but you can check yourself and figure that out. Now we have another one, Kajillionaire. Mm. Not billionaire, millionaire, trillionaire, <laughs> kajillionaire. And this was, I was so excited to see this. I had signed up for it. I got a ticket at Sundance and we weren't able to make it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but all things considered, we were able to get a sneak peek of it. At least you did. Miranda Ju uh, July wrote it and directed it. Starring Evan Rachel Wood. Yes, Westworld. I don't trust her now. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. You could be an android in there. Mark um, Evanier, who was in the uh, 
Netflix show with um, Away. Away. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was the Russian um, astronaut. Gina Rodriguez is in there. Deborah Winger. Oh, we love Deborah Winger. And Richard Jenkins. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it just goes on and on. Divine Joy Randolph. Okay, what is happening here? Exactly. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no. I don't like the tone. I don't like that tone. <laughs> so, anyway, yes, lots of people, lots of people we love, but does it work? You're going to let us know. Yeah, so this is very strange. I'm just going to say that up front. You do not know what you are watching. We have a family, mother, father, daughter. Uh, mother played by Deborah Winger. Her name is uh, Teresa. Uh, father played by Richard Jenkins. His name is Robert. And the daughter played by Evan Rachel Wood. Her name is Old Dolio. Yes, that's her name. <laughs> and you will find out in the movie why her name is Old Dolio. And this family, okay. they are, they just go around trying to get whatever they can, whatever scraps they can with scams. They got all kinds of scams. And uh, Robert and Teresa have taught old Dolio how to do this, how to survive. You have to see where they're living. They're living in really an office building that's not up to code. And Mark Ivanir plays the one they're supposed to pay rent to. It's Of course, it's discounted rent, but do they want to pay that rent? And there's something they have to do at certain times of the day to make sure that they're, the place that they're staying in is livable. I won't even tell you what that is. <laughs> they have their little watches that go beep, 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 but it's time to go back and take care of that. Uh-oh. So we see them from the beginning. I mean, Deborah Winger has a limp. Uh, this is the kind of thing that we're dealing with. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? And there is a particular scheme they come up with that old Dolio comes up with actually to get them some money because they need to pay this rent. And it requires a plane flight. I'll put it that way. And on their flight back, they're introduced to Gina Rodriguez's character, Melanie. And Melanie is, you know, she just seems like the life of the party. You know, she's talkative and all of that. And she gets to talking to Robert and, and Teresa. Now, old Dolio is suspicious of her. <laughs> and based on this conversation they have, well, Melanie gets to be a part of this scheme. Now, this is a problem, right? Can you trust her? You just met her on the plane. Right. But she charmed Robert especially. So, okay, they're going to do this scheme together, right? Is it going to come to fruition? Is it going to work? Also, throughout the movie, because of this scheme, because of Melanie, something happens between Robert, or I should say among Robert, Teresa, and Odolio. Odolio... Okay. Has been with her parents her whole life, but it's played by Evan Rachel Wood. So you go, this is not a kid. No. She acts like one. So is she going to grow up? And what does that mean? You know, when you grow up, you leave the nest. What does that entail for her parents here? Because are her parents people you can trust that even she can trust? Does her love for them equal their love for her? Who loves who more? There is this scene where Deborah Winger, as the mother, has to tell her the truth about what's going on. Ooh. 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 And what does this cajillionaire mean? It's not what you think. I'll put Mm. it that way. You'll see how they weave that in. Now, as a review, again, most of us watching this will not know what we're watching. (laughs) 
we will say what is going on. How did these characters even come to fruition? Miranda July, it's a Miranda July movie. If you haven't seen Miranda July's movies, well, <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. If you're interested in watching indie films, if you're the kind of person who's like, mm, I've never seen one, I want kind of to stretch myself and watch a strange indie film, this would be a good introduction to that kind of world, this kind of movie. Because mm. it's not too strange a comparison to other works. When I was watching this, Raph, I was like, why didn't A24 have this? Oh, interesting. Okay, that explains things. It's that kind of movie. And guess what? They tried to get it. <laughs> they oh. Did. They tried to get it. Um, instead, though, instead of them, Annapurna got it. And they could do some strange stuff, too. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. I mean, this is, it, it, it almost escapes review. Uh, <laughs> these actors are committed to what they're doing. Um, was I always interested in it? No, but I was always confused and always willing to go with them to the next beat. Um, and it really is a coming of age story, but it's a Miranda July coming of age story, which is something like you've never seen before. <laughs> well, if you want to venture out, it sounds like you are throwing a little caution there. Maybe this is something you enjoy at home. We have one more TV. So we're leaving the film and we're going to TV and we're talking about Netflix's new show, Sneakerheads. Uh-oh. Now, this is a directed by Dave Myers. Jay uh, Longino is the creator of it. This is the Uncle Drew guy? Maybe. The un- yeah, the Uncle Drew writer. And it has Andrew Bachelor in it. Along with um, Alan Maldonado from Blackish, second season on. He was the assistant, Dre's assistant. I enjoy him, actually. He's a comedian. Uh, Matthew Jostin. Uh, I'm just trying to see people that I recognize. And I'm not going to lie to you. I do not recognize a lot of these people. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to need your help. Yeah. Do tell us what's going on here. Yeah. And really, it's starring Alan. So he's the one that people would know. Okay. Um, they do throughout the season throw around some big names. Do they show up or not? One big name is Mark Wahlberg. What does that look like? No. Another big name is Jason Statham. Oh. What does that look like? Lil Rel Howery. <laughs> he shows up. <laughs> so anyway, the title tells you what this is about. Now, if you aren't, if you don't know about sneaker culture. Oh boy. This is like, Ref, this is like this. It's like uh, what Silicon Valley did for tech. Um, the show that's going oh. on now, Dead Pixels, what it's doing for uh, fanboys of video games. Yeah. This is doing that same kind of thing for sneakerheads. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'll just say as a review before I tell you what it's about, because it's not about much. If you are a sneakerhead, I would say watch it. Mm. If you know about sneakerhead culture, and, and that kind of amuses you, I would say watch it. I'm in the latter category. I know about it. I'm not a sneakerhead. My brother is a former sneakerhead. <laughs> okay, you don't even want to see his sneaker collection. Oh, boy. So I get it. I understand it. And I enjoyed a lot of it. It was not perfect. But if you have that sensibility, you will. there's certain moments where you'll just start laughing because you recognize it. Um, so they really got some of the little things right. And and what happens is Alan, Alan plays uh, Devin, and Devin is a former sneakerhead. He's now married with kids. And his wife helped him 
come back from the brink of bankruptcy over this. Oh my gosh. Now, at the start of the series, he has something on his computer that he's looking for. It's a sneaker. What kind? You'll find out. And he wants to get this sneaker. He doesn't want to get back in the game. He just wants the sneaker, but he's been away for years. I think it's been like five years. And he's got to keep this a secret from his wife. Does that succeed? No. Now, he goes to the store to buy these. Now, if you're a sneakerhead, you go, oh my goodness, he went to the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went to the store and it, he's been away for so long, he thinks he could just walk in to the store. <laughs> and, you know, the guy at the door, the security guard is like, uh, the line is over there. <laughs> so he's going all the way to the back of the line. Oh, is he going to get these sneakers in his size? <laughs> now he wears a size 13. So I'm like, oh, you better not get that, bro. <laughs> so he's in the back of the line. At the When he's at the back of the line, an old friend of his pops up. Now, wait, wait a minute, a friend? And that's played by Andrew Batchelor. Now, really, he's a former friend. Oh, because this friend oh. did something that wasn't good in regard to Devin's family. Mm-hmm. Oh. I won't tell you what that is. You won't even guess what it is. You won't. You won't guess. Okay. So you know this guy comes up and and Devin's kind of like, oh my goodness, what do you want? And because of this reunion, everything goes off the rails. He starts searching for these <laughs> sneakers high and low. You know, going to uh, you know, you know when people uh when they what what is that what is that um that show, the reality show where they follow people when they go to like storage, storage wars. He has oh, a moment okay. like that with storage wars where they try to bid on what's in storage and they hope they get these sneakers that they can resell and make all this money. And this keeps, of course, failing and he keeps losing money. What about his wife? Oh right. no. Now his wife, I will tell you, maybe she learns a bit about sneakerhead culture that she didn't know in an interesting way. I won't give that away, but toward the end of the season, she has her own little moment and you won't see that coming. So in the end, really, this is a quest for a particular sneaker that's not the first sneaker that Devin wanted. It's this elusive sneaker that there have been rumors about that it exists. And if they can find it, then everything <laughs> will be right. Oh my gosh. So in the end, do they find it? If so, does it pan out the way they want? And will Devin's family still be attacked after all of this has gone down? Good so there gracious. You go with sneakerheads. For me, um, I was amused by some of it. It was not perfect. But, I mean, it's six episodes and a half an hour each. It's easy to watch. Um, and, again, if you're interested in this culture, I, culture, I would just say, hey, just check it out. I think you'll be amused by a lot of it. Well, there you have it. You've got three films and a TV show. That's a lot of... We've been sneaking... These sneaky sneaks. And it was all for your benefit, of course, listeners. So you can check that out today or a little bit later um, if you decide to not go out in the craziness. But, you know, we do what we can for you guys. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.